Hi there. Are you interested in the human mind and keen to practice your English listening skills at the same time? Well, I've got a great podcast for you today. I've got 23 years professional experience of helping people with psychological problems. And today I'm going to talk about a psychological problem that is as common as it is complex. And that is anxiety. By the end of this podcast, you'll have improved not only your English skills, but also your understanding of this particular type of anxiety. I'll give you real world vocabulary and a real world context for your English. Hello, I'm Hilary and you're listening to Adept English. We will help you to speak English fluently. All you have to do is listen. So start listening now and find out how it works. And stay with me till the end of this podcast. And I'll talk about how as a psychotherapist, I might work with generalized anxiety disorder just with talking therapy, no medicine or pills. So one of the very common problems that people suffer from that I'm covering today is anxiety. That's A-N-X-I-E-T-Y. And there are many different types of anxiety. But today I'm going to look at a common diagnosis, which we call Generalized Anxiety Disorder or GAD, G-A-D. This is so common that you probably know somebody who would fit this diagnosis, or you may have these symptoms yourself. Let's find out. But first things first. Do you know what's different about our Adept English podcasts? Well, it's our unique listen and learn method. And it's really important to make the most of our content and to know what to do with it. So we offer a free course called The Seven Rules of Adept English. And this teaches you how to learn a language and how to use our content to improve your English language skills. Sign up for this free course and you receive seven videos giving you lots of advice on language learning. So that's the seven rules of Adept English available on our courses page at adeptenglish.com. The course is free, so you have nothing to lose and a lot to gain. Your English language learning may happen much quicker once you've done this course. Let's tackle today's topic then. Generalized Anxiety Disorder or GAD. Some vocabulary for you. Diagnosis is a word that we use, D-I-A-G-N-O-S-I-S. And it means when you get told you have this problem, when the doctor tells you you have it, or a psychiatrist, it might be in this example. Generalized, that's G-E-N-E-R-A-L-I-S-E-D. That means it's not specific, it's general. I'll talk more about that in a minute. And anxiety, A-N-X-I-E-T-Y, is a noun, meaning the worry, the discomfort, the emotion that we feel. And anxiety is a state of being in fear. We also use the word anxious as an adjective to describe the person who experiences anxiety. And that's A-N-X-I-O-U-S, anxious. So generalized anxiety disorder is quite common in the UK. It's estimated around 8% of people get this diagnosis. Bear in mind too, many people just don't get diagnosed. And two thirds of the people with GAD are women. 
Generalized anxiety disorder means that you have anxiety about a variety of things and to a level that most people wouldn't have. It's more extreme, in other words. It's almost as though the anxiety is there anyway and it looks for something to attach to. It finds normal life situations and life events and attaches itself to those. This is different from some other types of anxiety where the focus is very specific and it remains the same over time. It doesn't vary. So someone might be rigidly focused on washing or cleaning, for example. That's very specific and focused anxiety. And here we're talking about generalized anxiety. And notice I'm using very medical language here. I'm about to give you a list of symptoms and we're talking diagnosis. So this is medical language that psychiatrists tend to use, but psychologists and psychotherapists like me also use this language to communicate. But beyond diagnosis, the labelling isn't that helpful and it can sometimes make a condition like this seem fixed and rigid as though it cannot be changed. That's not helpful, nor is it truthful. Many psychological difficulties can be changed. People can work to improve their anxiety without medication, without taking pills. The workings of the mind are not fixed and unchangeable. And whether or not you have generalised anxiety disorder, it also depends on the extent of the anxiety. That E-X-T-E-N-T. -E and it means how big is the anxiety? To be human is to have anxiety some of the time. That's perfectly normal and in fact helpful in some ways. It might be more concerning, more worrying in certain circumstances if you don't have anxiety. There are certain things we should be worried about and our anxiety informs our actions and makes us behave differently. And sometimes that's good. For example, if you're scared of having a heart attack because your neighbour has just suffered one and your worry, your anxiety means that you change your diet and eat better and you do more exercise, then actually maybe that's a good outcome. Hopefully making those changes calms your anxiety down. But if despite making these positive changes in your life, your anxiety about having a heart attack continues to occupy you day and night, you're obsessing about it in other words, then this is more of a psychological problem because it's outside of normal range. That's what I mean when I say it depends on the extent of the anxiety. And the level of your anxiety must be seen in relation to its context. That's C-O-N-T-E-X-T. If you live in a war-torn part of the world, you would be crazy not to feel anxious. You may be living in high anxiety and that can be a very normal human response to an abnormal situation. In this threatening kind of circumstance, anxiety is trying to do its job. It puts you into fight or flight mode and you're primed, primed to protect yourself. Of course, no one should be in that situation. But it's a context where anxiety may help you stay safe and give you an advantage. But of course, being in fight or flight mode for any length of time is not good for anybody. We need to ask whether the anxiety is justified by what's going on around you. 
So what are the real world symptoms of generalised anxiety disorder? How does it impact your life? The word symptoms, S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-S, that means the signs, the indicators that you have a medical condition. And the symptoms I list are from a book, a manual, M-A-N-U-A-L, published by the American Psychological Association or APA. And this is called the DSM-5. It's well known amongst psych professionals. DSM is short for Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, and a manual is a book that tells you how to do something. So this book lists all the different psychiatric conditions that people might have, and it lists the symptoms. For generalised anxiety disorder, these are edginess or restlessness. This means you can't settle, you can't be at peace, you're on edge, as we say in English. Tiring easily. More fatigue, that's F-A-T-I-G-U-E, and it's a word for tiredness. So it means that you feel more tired than you might expect, given what you've done in the day. Impaired concentration. If something's impaired, that's I-M-P-A-I-R-E-D, it means it doesn't work as well as it should. And your concentration, C-O-N-C-E-N-T-R-A-T-I-O-N, that means your ability to focus. So impaired concentration means you can't focus on anything or you can't focus your mind easily. Irritability, that's I-R-R-I-T-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y. That means that you're irritable, you're short-tempered, you don't have much patience with other people and things around you. And you might keep that inside or you might be irritable with those around you. You might, as we say in English, bite someone's head off. And difficulty sleeping. Quite often in anxiety, this is because the mind is working overtime. An anxious mind is not a quiet mind and it's difficult to calm the mind down in order to sleep. So these symptoms are for diagnosing generalised anxiety disorder and to see whether your experience fits that description. Medication may be the answer in some people's minds, but I don't think that's a great option on the whole. Not for anxiety. If your anxiety is acute or extreme, it might be good to take medication in the short term. But in the longer term, few people want to be on tranquilizers or benzodiazepines. There is evidence that in the end, these medications make you more anxious anyway. And just thinking about my podcast on idioms last week, actually coming off something like benzodiazepines, you would certainly experience cold turkey, shall we say. Most people want to find other ways of solving their difficulty. How do I work as a psychotherapist who uses only words and talking, not medication? How do I work with generalised anxiety disorder? Well, perhaps that's a whole other podcast, but in short, I would tend to do the following things. I would try and find out what has happened to this person in their life that causes them to have such an anxiety-making view of the world. Why do they feel that normal things in the world are unsafe? Sometimes this can be down to fundamental beliefs, which when surfaced, when brought out into the light, are easily dismantled. 
because there's no evidence to support them, but their beliefs that the person has carried around for a long time. What role did the person's parents play? Were they themselves anxious? Or were they the cause of the anxiety, maybe? Or were the parents overly protective so the person didn't learn to handle anxiety-provoking situations? How did the person learn to fear anxiety? Is there trauma in their history, perhaps? Secondly, I'd want to find out why doesn't this person have good strategies for managing anxiety and what do they do instead? So we would also work on better strategies for managing anxiety. Some of those are very teachable. And thirdly, I'd encourage the person to gradually start to do the things that make them anxious. Usually there's a lot of avoiding and through doing it and finding out that it's okay, the person will gradually learn that these normal things are not that threatening. Often there's no substitute for experience here. Sometimes this is called behavioural work and it can take quite a long time. So this podcast is an experiment. Let me know if you like this topic, if it's useful for your English language learning and it's interesting too. Maybe you know someone who has generalised anxiety disorder. So give us feedback if you would like more or if you wouldn't. Enough for now. Have a lovely day. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Thank you so much for listening. Please help me tell others about this podcast by reviewing or rating it. And please share it on social media. You can find more listening lessons and a free English course at adeptenglish.com.